0: I'm pouring my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay. So uh, today, so at, um, uh, as I'm recording this, uh, Magic 30 has not happened yet. But as you are listening to this, it has happened. Ah, the mystery of recording ahead. So today, I want to talk about my speech. Uh, The preparations and the making of... So what happened basically was when they were planning out the... um, when they were planning the schedule for the panels uh and the talks they said to me we'd like to give you your own hour uh and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about which by the way is a very daunting task here whatever you want um but i said to them okay any clarification um and one thing they said is well you know it is the start of our 30th anniversary and, and by the way yes i understand technically the 30th anniversary starts next year but we're this is the beginning of the very long process of celebrating our anniversary. So I, I do realize that. But anyway, it's the start of our celebration of the 30th anniversary. Um, and so I, they, they're sort of like, well, if you could somehow hit upon the idea that magic's 30 years old, that would be great. So I was trying to think of, like, what, what could I do? Um, and the other thing, I'm a really bo- a big believer in the medium is the message, meaning I was doing a presentation. I had the ability to sort of show pictures and things. And so I'm like, okay, you know what what can I do that would be the most fun? Uh, and then I realized that um, that there's a lot of picture like I, I started thinking about the idea of showing magic history through pictures. Um, and that's when I realized that I'm I'm in a lot of the magic you know, like there's a lot of um, that I, I on some level, I'm kind of like the Force Gump of Magic, and that I I just keep showing up in, in places, you know, that, that I just sort of, I'm always kind of there. Um, and the thing that sort of spawned this was, there's a picture from the first world championship. Uh, so, Zach Dole in the United States is playing Patron Lestrade of France. And it's this really, like, pivotal big moment, the first ever finals of a, you know, Magic World Championship. And in the background is me taking notes. I'm just there. Like uh, it, uh, you can watch my talk for the whole story of how I got there, but 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 the point is like here's this pinnacle moment of like magic history, and just eh, I'm in the background, like I'm just there. Um, and so it dawned on me, did I have thirty sort of pictures of of me throughout magic's history where I have I have personal stories to share? Um, and and that I liked the idea because it was very visual that I could I, I could show. Um, Like, when I do a podcast, for example, there's no show and there's no visuals. I'm talking. So, you know, it leans on certain kinds of storytelling. Um, But the thing I enjoyed for this, uh, for the talk, was I could be very visual. Um, So, and in fact, the the thing that was funny is um, when I pitched my idea of the pictures, um, they they liked the idea. But originally, when uh, somebody else was going to build the slides, they had said to me... um, Oh, well, we, we can only have, like, 30 slides. Uh, and I realized, I think Gavin, um, Gavin Verhey was the one that suggested, when I pitched the idea of pictures throughout history, Gavin said, well, it's 30 years, why not 30 pictures? Uh, I, I think very influenced by my 20 years, 20 lessons talk. Uh, like, the number of years has to be the number of things, but, yeah, okay, it, it makes sense. And I felt like a lot of my stories were going to be, you know, one to three minutes. So I could tell 30 stories in half an hour. Not half an hour, in an hour. Um and so when they sort of said that if if their slides were built externally I could have maybe 30 slides I'm like well that's just the pictures I'm talking about I want more than that so I I asked them can I build it can I build my slideshow and they said sure so my slideshow has hundreds of slides not just 30 um so there's lots and 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 one of the things that happened is once I realized that I wanted to do pictures I then got access both to my private... I mean, well, I had access to my private pictures, but I looked through all my private pictures, and then I also looked through... um, uh, We have, like, uh, sort of... uh, I don't know what to call it, but, like, the pictures that Wizards has taken. I I looked through uh, all the event pictures and stuff. um, And so uh, I then had to narrow it down. So the the exercise really was, once I decided that I wanted to do stories based around pictures... I needed to have pictures and I needed to have stories, ideally things that were interconnected. Um, the other thing that I, I thought about was that I wanted to celebrate what magic is. And so part of what I was also looking for was I wanted to talk about a lot of different aspects of magic. That I, it wasn't like here are the top 30 moments on the pro tour, right? I, I wanted it to be here is a widespread of different things that happened. Um, and so it's me talking about different things, but it's also through the lens of what I experienced. So, um, you know, I, I was more active in different parts of magic at different times. So in some level, you're seeing 30, 30 years of magic, but it's going to be through my eyes because I'm the, I'm the storyteller. Um, but that was the challenge. So the challenge was I looked and I collected infinite pictures. So I went through whenever I found pictures of, of myself, uh, I would pull them out uh, and then I, I try to figure out, like, what were the compelling stories to tell? What were the cool things? And so I'm going to walk through my 30 pictures and talk about... I'm not going to get into the stories of the pictures. That is a talk. You can go listen to my talk. Um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that's someplace that you can listen to. I do not know that. But I hope, hopefully it's, it's somewhere where you can, you can go listen if you weren't able to listen to it live. Um, anyway, so I'm going to walk through the 30 pictures and sort of talk about why... I chose those pictures. This, this, this is more behind the scenes. Um, so if you want to hear the stories, and then a lot of the stories I'm telling, not all of them, but a lot of the stories I've told on my podcast. So if you are a regular podcast listener and you listen to my talk, um, a fair number of those stories I've told, not all of them, and not all of them with the detail necessarily or there are elements that I shared that I didn't share on my podcast. But anyway, a lot of those stories you should at least be familiar with the story, not all of them. Okay, so number one, picture number one was me at the first World Championships in 94. Um, like I said, this was the inspiration for the whole talk. So clearly, I had to have it. And I decided that I wanted to go chronolo- chronologically just um, to give the larger sense of... Sense of like, so the, the talk would feel like there was progression to it. And so by going chronologically, it's sort of like talking about the last 30 years. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and like I said, the it's just... A, a couple of the photos I used, I felt were like just classic magic photos that I happened to be in, um, and, and so a few of the ones are like that. So this is one of those, um, and it's 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 like I said, it's 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 a funny story because a lot of the world. The other interesting thing is, Worlds ninety four is basically the place where I. I sort of made the decision that I wanted more to do with Wizards, and it really was the thing that I think led me down the path to working at Wizards. So, um, while it also is a, a big moment in history, it's also representative of kind of a big personal moment. Anyway, so that that just felt, that just felt right. Okay, next picture was, um, Mark Justice and I uh, in the phone booth. So, at the second Pro Tour the one where Hammer played um, Gaven, um, Mark... Jo- I, I decided that I... I, I think at the very first pro tour, the way commentary worked was they asked me to do commentary, but it was with two other Wizards people. And the other people who were doing commentary with me just didn't know magic that well. And so I decided that what I really wanted is a play-by-play and a color commentator. I thought I would do the play-by-play and then I would get pros to do the color commentating. And then each show, I asked a different pro. Um, so the first show, I asked Mark Justice. And Mark Justice was... I guess I'm not getting to into this story. But anyway, Mark Justice and I were friends. Um, but the, the, the funny story about that was that we ended up doing nine hours of broadcasting in this phone booth. Because they just... It was very, very early on in the days of shooting magic. And they just hadn't... Saw, like No one thought through, like, oh, where are the commentators going to be? And so the phone booth was like, well... Here's the one place that's already here that technically you fit in that we can use as a you know, for sound purposes. Um, and it just was kind of so silly. So when I was looking through the pictures, it's not even a great picture. Like, you can't even really tell it's me and Justice. Um, that's why I have to I have to kind of tell the story. Because, like, if you look at the picture in a vacuum, you don't even know what it is. It's just two people in a phone booth that you can't quite make out who it is. Um but it was really reminiscent of sort of the early days of the Pro Tour and how, you know, there was a lot of finding of our feet in the early days. So anyway, I, I, I liked that story just because it was reminiscent of, hey, you know, maybe now we do things and they're super polished. But there was an early day where we were figuring things out, and that, that seemed quite cool to me. Okay, the next photo was the design team from 1997, which was literally the six people who were full-time magic designers. Um, as I said in the talk, we're now up to fifty. So, uh, and it, it was a point in time where magic was small enough and R and D was small enough that, like, the six of us were, you know, or I guess uh, Joel was the design was the um, head designer. But the other five of us were every development team. There was no who's on this development team. We were on every development team. There just wasn't enough people to have different development teams. Um, now, eventually, we would get more people, and we, we would grow. But it's it's interesting to me to look back at sort of, like all of us went on a plane to visit my dad's house. That's where the picture was taken, and like, you know, there's not often that like if I remember, we were commenting on the plane, like if the plane went down, Magic was in trouble. We were all of Magic R and D. Um, so it, it just I don't know that, that one to me. It, that picture is literally sitting in my house. It's just kind of reminiscent of. Of a time gone by like and part of part of the whole talk to me was the nostalgia of just remembering things as they had been of capturing moments in time so that picture i don't know it was a personal it meant a lot to me personally okay number four uh is another pro tour story. my pro tour stories are front-loaded just because my time with the pro tour was early on in my time at wizards um this was the riot um so at pro, one of the pro tour los angeles we had to kick out david mills in the finals for, like, casting his cards before tapping the mana. Literally, he got, he got ejected from a pro tour for playing his spell before tapping his mana, which is now just part of magic. Like, in fact, because of that event, we changed the rules. Not often, like, the rules of magic change because, of, like, a pro tour event made us change the rules. How often does that happen? Anyway, it was... Um, this is another example where there's this classic, classic picture... Uh, of Dave Mills being informed that he's being disqualified, that just was, like, if I was just picking in a vacuum, like, magic history pictures, I would have picked that picture. And the funny thing is, uh, I'm in it. I'm in the picture. Although, you might not even know it's me it's the back of my head. Like, I have to point out it's me. Maybe you recognize me, I don't know. But it's interesting of how, it's another example of just magic history was happening, and I was there, you know, and uh, it was a crazy, it was a, Of all the things that ever happened at the Pro Tour, and there's been some crazy stuff, uh, the DQ was nutty. It was nutty. So anyway, I I had to include that story. Okay, number five was me dressed as a chicken, head judging, unglued. So uh, they didn't even have a good picture. The only picture I could find is a fuzzy picture. Uh, In fact, it's probably the fuzziest picture in the whole slideshow. Somewhere in the bowels of my basement or in in my garage there's probably more pictures I couldn't find one I did some looking I couldn't find it and um so it's it's one of those things that's kind of become a story of a legend like I had judged as a chicken um that I I just felt like I needed to to bring that up and um it also let me sort of show like you know I, I showed this little sequence where I dressed as a a donkey for Unglue, and I dressed as a squirrel for Unstable, and I dressed as an astronaut for Infinity, that, you know, every sort of unset, at some point, I've had to dress up in some kind of outfit, you know, and that there's something about, I don't know, the, the wackiness and the, 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 the essence of the unsets. And I wanted to reference the unsets, uh, and I felt the most visual way to represent the unset was sort of the most iconic sort of visual moment of, of the unsets. Number six, the Magic Invitational. So this is the Magic Invitational at Wizards. Um, The reason I picked... There's a lot of Magic Invitational. I I wanted... The Magic Invitational was something that Magic had done that was important, and I wanted to make sure to sort of talk about, hey, there are things that were part of Magic that are no longer part of Magic. The part of Magic's history is there's things that happened for a while. And the Invitational was basically... um, the uh, It was the... um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? The uh, All Star Game. Uh, we did it originally as a as a uh, event to promote in the Duelist. It's originally the Duelist Invitational. Um, later became the Magic Invitational. Um, and I just, I mean, I don't know. I once again, this is me telling my stories, and so it, it's a lot of my vantage point through um, a lot of my vantage point through looking at. Um, at magic, and so the invitation was near and dear to my heart. There was a really funny story. Uh, you know, it's the story of the time where uh, I had my budget slashed to zero, and like, okay, how are you going to make it work? You have no money. Uh, so anyway, I got to tell that story, which was a, a fun story. Um, and there was just—I just found a cool picture of me posed with all the people in front of the wizards because we had a hold it at Wizards. So I thought that was cool. Uh, next is the feature match story. So. Feature matches, I I wanted, the reason I did this story was I wanted to touch upon judging. I thought judging was important, and I had been a judge. And so, and I just picked a story about sort of how being in charge of the feature match, just different things came my way, and there were things I had to do. And that talks about integrating um, the red zone mat, you know, and, and teaching the players how to use it. And just one of the weird quirks that came out of doing that. Um, but I, I really wanted to touch upon judging. I wanted to hit a lot of different aspects of it. So that's one of the reasons I really wanted to do that one. Um, next is the first time I appeared in a comic. Or at least the first time I remember. I, I, maybe I appeared in a comic before this, but it was uh, uh, UG Madness. And uh, I remember just one day, I mean, I, I, re- I regularly read UG Madness. And one day I show up as like, like Satan's Imp or something. It was very bizarre. I went on to be, like, a regular character in the comic strip. I mean, I mean, I don't just mean I showed up once or twice. Like, I was probably, if all the characters showed up, you know, I mean, there was the main characters. But I was, like, probably the supporting character that showed up the most in the strip. Um, I mean, I almost would argue I just became a regular character in the comic. So, anyway, just talking a little bit about the community and how being the face of magic and has some weird quirks to it. And one of it is that I literally... Like, when I, I became the face figuratively, I kind of became the face literally in that, you know, there are people drawing me and using me to represent, you know, wizards. And so that, that was... I just wanted to share that. Uh, next up is um, the the match in, uh, in Shiba against the Japanese high scores that Aaron and Richard and I played in. I, I don't have many stories where I won the match, in fact, I have one. I have one story where, like, something th- there was something you know, some some event of consequence, and I was in the finals, and I and it came down to me, and I won it. That is the one story I have. So I had to share the one story because it's, it's a fun story. Next up, I shared uh, some photos from my uh, eighty thousand words. Uh, I wanted to talk about my article. I, I mean, making magic was I've done it for twenty years, uh, and it was the one article I did that was all visual. It was all literally all pictures. 80 pictures, so that's 80,000 words. Um, And I just wanted to share that, and I wanted to sort of share a bit about my my column. Like, a lot of this is talking about things that I've enjoyed and things that have been part of my interacting with magic. So my column's a big part of that. Next is Massive Magic with Richard Garfield uh, for Mirrored and Besieged. Uh, Massive Magic is is something that we've done many times in many places. I've been involved with it. This is just my favorite ever... Both it was my favorite story and... It was me and Richard, and there was, like, a context to it because, you know, it was Frexians versus the Coalition, and—or, uh, i the NAP Coalition, the Mirrens. Um, and anyway, it was, it was just—it's a fun story. I had a lot of pictures to show, so it was really fun. And just let people see kind of the kind of things that we do to celebrate magic that I don't know if people were aware of. Next up, the GDS. I, I showed the pictures from the second one as my picture, although I show all three. Um, the great designer search has, has been a really important part of me. A lot of designers, in fact, a majority of my designers that I use with on a regular basis have come through that. Uh, It's been a a giant source for me. And it's an interesting point of sort of how do you find designers? You can't go to the Pro Tour. Uh, And so that that was really interesting for me. And so I wanted to definitely talk about the GDS. Next was my comic strip, Tales from the Pit. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit. It's something I kind of do for fun. It's a way for me to show some lens into R&D, into magic in general. And it's a place for me to sort of make fun of magic, you know, in a, in, in a lighthearted way. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> other people are far more critical than I. But, you know, it, it's me to sort of gently poke at things. It's kind of fun. Um, next up is, oh, meeting Christine Sprinkle. Um, one of the things I really wanted for the talk was to talk about the community. Uh, and so I wanted to talk different aspects of the community. I, like, like I talked about, People making comic strips. Um, so this is me talking about cosplaying. And really, Christine was the one that put magic cosplaying on the map. I had a picture of the first time I met her, where she was dressed up as Elspeth at a world championship. And it just was, once again, it's one of those moments kind of captured in time that, like, it's me meeting me, Christine for the very first time. where I didn't really even know Christine was. It's just meeting her and that you know, that really was a through line of something becoming a big part of magic. That There's a whole community now. And like I said, part of the talk was to talk about all the different communities. And so I really wanted to talk about cosplaying. And I, I had a great sequence of pictures showing me posing with all these cosplayers, which I thought was kind of fun. So um, that was really cool. Um, next. Uh, oh, I talk about doing, walking the planes. There's another example of somebody um, external doing something, working with us. And it just was really, it was a lot of fun. It talks, I, my story is talking about the first time I worked with, I, I'd seen something that Nate and Sean had did. There were two that did um, Walking the Plains. And I said, hey, I want to be involved. I'd like to do something. Uh, and we came up, they came up with this crazy idea. where like, we're playing magic and then I win. And so... He says, can I pick the next game? I'm like, sure. So he picks basketball, and we're off on a basketball court. And there's this whole story. There. That was a fun story to tell. And it was just fun. It was something that I got to interact with. And like I said, there's a lot of things I've got to do with magic. And just, you know, the spy versus spy kind of relationship that, that Nate had a character called the Wizard. The Wizard and I were like, were like rivals, and we always fought in the videos. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, Next, I talk about meeting celebrities. And so part of uh, being magic is I have a lot of opportunity to meet different celebrities. Uh, This particular one's about meeting Felicia Day. Uh, And it's a fun story where I figured out that she was literally in the building because I follow her on on Twitter. And so just like that, that story was a fun story where, like, my chance to meet her was just me figuring out she was in the building. And that that was pretty cool. Um, Next year... um, Oh, next was I did a thing called 20 Years and 20 Minutes. Uh, at one of the world championships to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Uh, and it just, I kind of want to talk about how we always celebrate anniversaries and how they always come up with we- weird things for me to do and I'm always game to do them. So that was the one where I had 20, I had one year, one minute per year to talk about 20 years of magic. Uh, and that was mega hard. I don't know. I I, I'm not sure if watching you quite realize how hard it was, but it was really hard. Uh, Next was me talking about the Eldrazi panel at PAX, where I presented with Will Whedon, who I wanted to stress, I really liked Will Whedon. I had a lot of fun with Will Whedon. Uh, A lot of the story is just how we had practiced and practiced and practiced. And then the last minute he goes, let's try something else, which I just wasn't. It's a funny story because I I wasn't expecting that. Um, But I didn't. I I hope people don't take away that I I had any ill will toward Will Whedon because I don't. I Actually, had a lot of fun being with Will Whedon and doing that that show. Um, And that was a lot of fun next was talking about meeting brian goldner he's the uh uh for, formerly he died, sadly died the um ceo of hasbro and there's a fun story there meeting him and him thinking i ran everything which was kind of funny um and i want to talk a little bit about hasbro Hasbro is our parent company and i i wanted to make a nod to hasbro i thought that was a fun way to make a nod to hasbro next was uh presenting kaladesh so talking about the big event we did for kaladesh and they put me in the sports code and Uh, it was just another once again like we put on a lot of events and I want to represent some kind of the the events that we did and this is a good example of a big event that we did so I thought that was cool Um, next meeting Dana Fisher so I wanted to talk about the community I wanted to talk about how magic is changing and nothing felt more like magic is changing than meeting a six year old whose dream it is to second day uh, a Grand Prix Um, and so that was I thought that was pretty cool Um, and and Dana's super cute um, next was the wedding. I participated in a wedding. Uh, I wanted to talk about how magic touches people's lives. And it was kind of neat that I got to be in a wedding and read the light song of Night and Day, the, 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 uh, the poem. Plus, also, we were covered in... We reco- uh, this is thing, this thing was is a visual thing. We were covered in The New Yorker, and Al Turchville drew me, right? How often do I get a, ch- a chance for, like, a classic uh, caricature to draw a caricature of me? And I had to show that, so... Uh, next up was doing the video with Peter and Richard for the 25th anniversary. Once again, touching upon different anniversaries, sort of touching upon and Peter and Richard were the two that started it all. So it was a great honor to sort of do a video with them and I wanted to touch upon that. Um, next up is me being a cutout in Japan. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the weird and quirky things that one of the things about doing what I do is I sometimes get requests that are better odd uh, and being a cutout in Japan for the 25th anniversary was one of those things. Uh, next up, pie in the face for charity. Uh, we do a lot of charity work. Magic does. Uh, Wizards as a whole, and I definitely wanted to talk about that. Uh, and I literally had a video of a pie being thrown in my face for charity. So I'm like, what better? Uh, it's the only video I showed in the whole time. But I just felt like, um, you know, uh, it was a, it was a very short video, and I, I just felt like, hey, how often do you get? And, and it had me get to t- talk a little bit about. Um, a little bit about charity and how you know how, how what we how we interact with charity. That's an important part of, of, of magic's history. So next is make a wish. So I talked about doing a make a wish. Uh, this is something I've done a lot. Uh, I, I just talked about probably the most high profile. I did I did one with Jimmy and Josh. And so I, I want to talk about sort of the act of doing that and just talk about making wish as a whole. It's something that I've done I don't even know how many I've done, but it, it is something that is part of my job and I'm glad that I'm able to do it. And hey, I'm I'm always honored that like, you ask a kid that they can do anything, they have one wish, and they, anything they want in the world, and their answer is they want to come meet me and come to Wizards or or do something magic-related. That That is, you know, quite quite the honor. So, uh, you know, I, I, was, I, I just wanted to share that. Uh, next, we're talking about the video for Thorn of Eldraine. I do a lot of videos. Um, I just wanted to sort of talk about how I go places and people come up with stuff and we shoot them. This was like we were making cookies in a kitchen down in Los Angeles, and so... I just want to talk about, like, part of what I do is... Like, there's a certain amount of marketing, right? There's a certain about of, like, hey, part of what I do is telling people about what's up and coming. Uh, and this was an opportunity to do that, and we got to show off the year, uh, and we got to have cookies. And so, anyway, it was definitely a, a time that I, I wanted to talk about. Next was me on Good Luck High Five with Megan Maria. Um, I, once again, I wanted to talk about the many different aspects... Of the community that around Magic, uh, and I have I have a big bond with Megan Maria. Like I just did the Infinity uh, pre pre release with them, uh, and I I want to touch upon the fact that I've had the opportunity to be. I mean, I show a little uh, thing of pictures of me on with the Professor and on game nights and on Loading Ready Run and on just a, a bunch of different shows. Like one of the things uh, of being, you know, one of the one of the faces of Magic is. I want to be out there and I want people that, you know, I want, I'm happy that I could participate on other shows with other people and do, and do things. And I, I wanted to represent that. And I wanted to represent that, you know, magic isn't just, the magic community is not just wizards. There's a giant whole community out there and there's all these people doing spending a lot of time and energy making content and really enriching the community. And I, I wanted to touch upon all of that. That was important to me. Uh, next uh, was me wearing the fencing mask. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about R&D, and I wanted to share a story about behind the scenes of R&D, talk about code names, um, and just sort of like little traditions and stuff. Like one of the things, I mean, I touch upon it a little bit with my the comics. Uh, I think the comics and this one were me talking about, hey, fun of the part of being in an R&D and fun of some of the joy of uh, that experience. The part of 30 years of magic to me is all my time spent with the people making magic uh, and. There's more than just the designers, but that's who I spend the majority of my time with. Um, and so the, I just thought the fencing mask was a fun story, and um, so I shared that. Uh, and finally, my last picture was me this year at San Diego Comic-Con. The funny thing about it is I've done San Diego Comic-Con for uh, 14 years, I think, now. This is our 14th panel, I think. Um and I just had no pictures of panels. It was really weird. Like, this year, I actually finally got a picture of me doing a panel. But it's kind of nutty that, like, how many years I do panels? There's, like, no pictures of panels? Like, I just... I think the problem was I'm always doing it, so I'm not taking pictures. So unless someone else takes pictures. And probably somebody, somebody's taking pictures of it, but I couldn't find them. And so um, that's another interesting little behind-the-scenes story of making this talk is I was at the mercy of the pictures I could get. I, I had a bunch of ideas for cool stories I could tell, if I could find the picture that went along with it um, and there were a bunch of stories that I, I just couldn't find the picture so um, that is uh, and so anyway uh, I wanted something from this year just to sort of finish up and so I ended up deciding that I want to talk a little bit about and it wasn't just about saying to Comic Con but about panels I mean one of the things in my job is I sit and talk to people and share information about magic and that, that's a fun part of what I do and part of magic so I wanted to share that Anyway, the interesting thing about me doing this right now, I'm recording this podcast before the talk happened um, because I'm trying to generate content so that this could go up shortly after I do the talk. That I'm, that's why I'm trying to record it ahead of time so that because I, I, record, I record weeks ahead of time. That I, My goal is for this to go up shortly after I do the speech. But the, the scary thing for me is I haven't done the speech yet. And in fact, I'm not even done. I'm still putting the final touches on the speech. Um, I'm still adding slides and stuff. I'm still, you know, um, for those who don't know, I I have a slide slide obsession. Um, For example, when I did the Great Designer Search, not Great Designer Search, uh, the, sorry, Games Developer Conference, GDC, my 20 years, 20 um, lessons talk, um, I worked on that for months. I mean, I've worked on my talk for Magic 30 for probably a month. But I, I worked on my talk for the GDC, like, six months. I worked a long time on that talk. It was a big, big, big deal. I wanted to get it right. Uh, and the longer I work on something, the more slides I put in it. Uh, I just like having lots and lots of slides. I love having visuals. Um, also, I don't do a lot of graphics. So some of my slides are just the way I do graphics. Um, sort of old school. Um, but anyway, my our talk at GDC had almost, it was just shy of a 1,000 slides. So this one, I, right now it has over 200. I'm not sure where it'll end up. But... Um, but I, I well, so one of the things that happened when I did all my research is I found all these pictures. So for a lot of stories where I had, like, the iconic representative picture, I had a lot of other pictures from those events. So where it made sense and where I had the pictures, I showed off more pictures. Like, a great example is me playing Richard in um, the, the Massive Magic. We had infinite pictures of that event. So I, I was able to show more pictures from that. So that's part of the fun. Um, but anyway, I I hope my talk went well. Um I guess if my talk went horribly wrong, I don't post this podcast. So by the mere fact that you're hearing this podcast, I think that means the talk probably went well. Since I, if it went horribly awry, I probably I wouldn't then post this podcast. So, so since you're hearing it, uh, that means oh, it went great. So uh, I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, like I said, I, I, I don't know all that like the specifics until I get to the venue. I don't know all the specifics. Um, so I'm hoping everything goes off without a hitch. Uh, and I'm hoping you all enjoyed it, which I'm hoping, uh, since you're hearing this, you did. Um, but it was a lot of fun p- to put together. It was a lot of fun to go back. Like, in some level, the act of making this was me going through the 30 Years of Magic. And so it, there was a lot of joy, like, just going back and seeing all the pictures and picking my memories and remembering all the memories, you know, that it was my own retrospective on 30 Years of Magic. So the act of making it was something that was actually quite joyful for me and very fun. Um, and anyway, uh, I'm so glad you guys got to hear about it. But I am now at work. So we all know what that means. Uh, This is the end of my drive to work. So time to talk in magic. It's time for me to be making magic. So I hope you guys enjoyed my talk. uh, And uh, my talk about my talk. But anyway, guys, it's time for me to go. So I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.